Hey, it's Jill. And here's some tea we're about to spill. About what life is like being 20. Some things. It's 20. Okay, hello, we're back again with did our. Did you miss us? I hope you did, but yeah, we're back with our favorites of the decade. Because it's just too long to put in one episode. That's true. And also, this was a test to see whether you'd go to the next round. And if you did, you passed the test. If Congrats. you did it, well, I just want you to know I'm disappointed. Yeah, but, but they won't but even the they yeah, they be able to hear this. Yeah. So, those who listen to this, please pass it on to whoever did it. Like, that we are disappointed. Yeah, we are. And that they should watch it so, you know, they can turn it a disappointment into an. Appointment. It's a young justice thing. Anyway, oh, I've watched that, but I don't remember that line. No, that that was a no. That was Robin's thing. An no, he just removes the like. Add the diss from yeah. everything, like a disaster to an aster. Yeah, But that's not in my favorite series, yeah. which we are gonna talk about it. I liked it, but it's not in my favorites. Yeah, it's not like a, an intense favorite to be part of your favorites. Yes. Okay. Take it away, Julia. Okay, so I only have four major TV series that I really loved. I was supposed to put in Friends, but Friends stopped airing at 2004. So that wasn't part of the last decade. <laughs> so my first is Sherlock Holmes, specifically season one. The Benedict Cumberbatch one? Yes, the Ooh. Benedict Cumberbatch. Have you seen any episode? I haven't seen any episodes, mm. but oddly enough, like when it first came out, three people have told me on separate occasions that I should watch it because... Um, it reminds me of the Sherlock reminds them of me. Really? And then I was like, oh, thanks. And that's then they're like, that's not a compliment. That's, that's not a compliment. That's, 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 that's not a compliment. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> no, because I think he just talks a little, I don't know. Maybe it's like. He's like all the, over the place. You know, yeah, 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 I don't yeah, know yeah. if I want to watch it. Maybe when I want to. <laughs> okay, I don't see it, man. Maybe I when I want to be self aware, I'll watch it. But as of now, no. So yeah. I was like, what the frick? But it's really nice. Yeah. I really love it. So, like, the whole premise is you follow, like, Sherlock Holmes and. What's his name? Watson. As they go, like, figure out, figuring out cases. But I think what's really nice about this series is that you really get into the head of Sherlock Holmes. So, like, as he's trying to figure things out, you see how... Like, I think kind of like the movie, right? Yeah. But this one, because... Like, you really see how neurotic he is as a person. How much of a sociopath Am he I is. Am I neurotic? No, no, no. He- Damn, I'm, I have to talk to this people. <laughs> Damn you. No, he's not. Don't worry. I don't, I don't see you in him. So, like, I don't know what they're but talking about. But then again, about. maybe you didn't see me in college. That was college. Eh? College uh, Steph was different. Really? Anyway, go on. Okay. Oh. <laughs> that scared me. Like, how is college Steph? But yeah, so you really get into his head. And you see how... But it's not just about him solving cases, but you see him as a person, like how toxic he could be, like how patient John Watson is with him, and like all the other side characters that are with him in his journey. Like, I really like the show. It's super nice, specifically season one. The next few seasons get a little weirder and convoluted. I feel like they're trying to push the limits of like what Sherlock Holmes could be, but it just gets really out there. So like, I would stop until like season two, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to uh, read um Sherlock Holmes novels mm. and I remember back when Agatha we were Christie kids. also. Huh? Agatha Christie also. Yeah. And my favorite from Agatha Christie is um and then there were none though. I've I've heard yeah, I haven't read it, I should. Oh I have. I can lend it to you. Yay! I mean for me, that's my favorite. Mm. But yeah, with I know with Sherlock Holmes, it's actually funny because like when we were kids, me and Jean, we were um kind of like partners in crime. Mm-hmm. So we would go around like 
I'd be Steph Lock Holmes and she'd be Jean Watson. Oh my god, that's so perfect for yeah. your names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember like back when I was a kid, like we would solve mysteries. Like I remember there was this time we lost our crab for dinner. Crab? Yeah. You it, lost your crab yeah, for it, dinner? It escaped. Oh, damn. And then, and then I was like, <laughs> It's like freedom. Yeah. <laughs> and then we couldn't find it anywhere. And I was like, according to my deductions, based on how high, the table how was. thick the crab could possibly, no, because it was on the ground. It was ah, on a bowl. bowl. Okay. Yeah. So based on how thick a usual crab is, mm. I therefore deduce it's under that sofa. And as we were going to pull it out, my mom was like, no, stop tiring yourselves. Let's just go. And you know what? We did find the crab. Under the sofa? Under the sofa. And I was, so like, I don't know. Like, just just be, be Sherlock Holmes. Just, just be, be the be life of Stephanie, Stephanie Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay. I'm going to watch it now. Okay, you should. Okay. Tell me how you like it. I will. Okay. Because it's really different from, I know, from the movies. I feel like the movies because they're very romanticized versions of like who Sherlock Holmes is. And this like really shows him like he, he show, it shows him as a genius, but it also shows him as a person. Like how his genius can also be a con in his day to day life. So what? It, so was it a compliment? <laughs> still, um, still hearkening back. <laughs> but really, yeah, like three people from separate occasions, from separate friend groups. Bakit the way you talk lang? Because he talks fast and like he, he like he has a lot of facts that he gives out randomly. Maybe it's more of that. My second one is. Um, kind of like my friend's pill so if like because I've already watched all seasons of Friends so if I wanna watch something else that brings me the same joy and laughter I watch How I Met Your Mother no what? I don't like How I <gasps> I feel like I feel like you're in you're either a How I Met Your Mother fan or you're a Friends fan I'm a How I Met Your Mother fan let's just not, put that out yeah, of the way yeah 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 I'm, okay. a, I'm a Friends fan so okay. I've been watching I've consistently been following Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh my god do you watch I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine toys noise I love Andy Sandberg. Like he is, he has encapsulated my humor. Like every scene or like everything he says is like my type of humor. It's one of the few series that makes me actually laugh out loud. Me too. Sometimes I just laugh on the inside, but this one's not like I laugh Uh, out loud. loud. And the first episode, I remember, I watched it on the LRT. and I was just laughing. And then my friends, because they rode on the LRT with me, they were like, Steph. You're looking like a crazy person laughing. I'm like, it's just so funny. You don't understand. It is so funny, right? I love yeah. them. And then you love all the characters. Like Boyle. Who's I your favorite? I love Boyle. Really? Yeah. But he's so funny. Like, he, he, like he's, he's the, funny. Uh, but if you think about it. He's annoying. Like, if he were your friend yeah, in yeah, your yeah. real life. He's annoying. He wouldn't be entertaining all at of them all. Would like, be Gina un- would be annoying. Yeah. No, Rosa wouldn't be for no, me. She Rosa would knows her be. space. Uh, I like Holt and Kevin. Oh, yeah. I love them. Dad. Amy would be a bit annoying. I no. feel like um, I I like Jake the most. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But people say I'm I'm kind of like an Amy. Really? Which saddens me. Huh? You're like an Amy? Yeah. Because you're organized. I'm like that friend in the group who always has like, oh my god, guys, this is a fun fact. You know, this ah. is like I know a lot of things. Okay, okay, okay. I know okay. a lot of things weirdly. Okay. So my next favorite TV series is actually I have to put like one of my K-dramas in there. Ooh. Yes. And one of my favorites has been or one of my current favorite favorites has been Goblin. I haven't watched it. Yeah. Yet. I really like it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like do. people are um at two sides about it like if you, I feel like if you take it too seriously seriously kasi, you wouldn't enjoy it. But if you just enjoy it for the sake of like the entertainment value you would really appreciate it and it's like it's the only tv series that i've cried as hard as i did when it was about to end 
Like oh. it really got me in the feels, man. Yeah. And have you watched Coffee Prince? No. Oh, because it's the same guy. The protag- the guy protagonist is the same guy. Okay. Si Gong ano Gong Yu. I know. I know. That's ano. That's Anne Curtis's crush. Yeah. And then He's she so was. Funny. And then she was so mad when they said that ano that Gong Yu's look alike was Kuya Kim. She was like, no, <laughs> no, but, no! He, but he really is though. Yeah. He really but is. she was like, no, <laughs> don't ruin this for me. Don't ruin this. <laughs> but yeah, if there's any K drama that like I would recommend you. Goblin is one of them. Okay, like, if you want something like yeah, if you want something lighthearted, but people have been saying that White Castle is a really good K drama, but I haven't watched it though. Um, somebody told me that basically, if you're gonna get into K drama, like the starter would definitely always have to be Descendants of the Sun, and then it next is Goblin. Ah, but that's like your entryway. That's like yeah. that's like the. I mean, I feel like you wouldn't appreciate Goblin if you were like a starter fan. Like that's really? what they say, that's what they say. Eh? For me, I know. Which is that's what happened for me. Oh, Descendants oh. of the Sun was the first K drama I ever finished. Really? Yeah. But for me, the Descendants you entry level. Ano yung entry level? Something light and fluffy. Because I feel like it's so annoying. It's a little bit serious now. You know, I like Descendants of the Sun so much to the point that it was finals and I didn't study for my finals just to watch the episode. Really? Yeah. No, because like, I mean, for me, that that's how I know that I liked it a lot. You know, I skipped studying for it. Wow. And that was And finals. for an Asian, for Chinese, yeah. Filipino, that's like crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. I also like an you know, weightlifting fairy, Kimbo. Oh my God, I just watched it recently. It's and really I nice. Cried. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really think I'd like it because the first time I watched it, it was just okay for yeah. me. But... After a while, it's okay. The the it's a love very story, good slice, well slice of life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well paced. Yeah, well paced. And I feel like some slice of life K dramas are very out there. Like it, you don't feel like it could happen to you. But this feels very grounded. And it's not like oh, a reaction. Correct. Diba? I mean, like there are like swag. Like, uh, like swag. that's fun. <laughs> no, that's funny. But yeah. like there are some reactions of parang. Uh, yeah, like it's over dramatic for me. Like the dramatic scenes are just like oh, just right, not too oh yeah. yeah. And I love that she's not the quiet girly girly type yeah, that exactly. all guys fall in love with. She's like her own person. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and my last TV favorite of the decade is Mindhunter. Have oh, you heard of it? Oh yeah, I've heard of it. It's really good. So basically, the whole premise is that um, if you haven't heard of it or you've never seen anything about it, it basically follows the creation of the behavioral science unit in the FBI. So like before the unit was created, people just assumed that kills are just a one-off thing. Like there, they did. There's they, no pattern. Yeah, there's no pattern. There's no such thing as a serial killer. So they were the ones who created that type of study by talking to and um, interviewing actual convicted felons. Oh. It's so cool. What I really appreciated about the TV series that as you watch or as you go through the series, you re- you start to see how much their work affects their personal life. But it's a very, very slow burn series. Like there's very little to no action at all. And it's just very, it's just a lot of talking. Yeah. Like it really gets to you and you keep thinking a lot about it and you're like, damn, these people, man. Really good. I recommend it. I never thought you would be like a crime series I, uh, type of person. I am very into psychological series. Oh. Mm. I love anything that deals deals with the mind. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's my turn? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to start with How I Met Your Mother. Okay. I am one of those people. I am the other half. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've tried Friends, but it just didn't really... I mean, I feel like it's... I don't know. I, don't know. I just didn't relate it to it that much. Yeah, that's how I felt it, How I Met. Yeah, but for me, like, 
I really like how I met, like the humor and even the references, like Olive Theory, the pineapple, all of those things. Every time I'd beat someone and they would get my reference, I'd be like, got you, you know? And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that How I Met Your Mother was very popular because like I was an architecture student ah. and Ted Mosby was an architect. Although like it didn't portray architecture well, the fact that the character was an architect, I was like, okay, I'll check this out. And it's actually really funny. Like, It's basically just, you know, about friends having mm-hmm. fun, growing old. And then, I don't know. Like, for me, like it's a big part of my life because the whole... Well, it started 2014. No, it started 2005 and then ended... Wow. Yeah, and then ended at 2014. Okay. But I started watching it when I was in college mm. and it ended before I finished college. So for me, it encapsulated my whole mm. college life. Mm-hmm. And actually... I would be the Ted Mosby of the group because I'm <laughs> because I'm the one who was always like it's you know it's not pronounced as Kian Dan it's Cyan <laughs> no sir sir to God Dan sir to God pronounced it as Kian like the color yeah the color like, no it's fucking Cyan <laughs> and then he would always be like you're o- you always like correcting people and I'm like only when it's so obviously wrong like I wouldn't cor- I wouldn't be that asshole who just corrects every sentence but yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. so obviously wrong and then when and then I always, and it's for your benefit because yeah. people's gonna people are gonna make fun of you behind your back man yeah and it's like yeah so people always say that I'm the Ted Mosby of the group because like I'm also the forever mm. alone in the friend group and kind of like the nerdy one and the one with a lot Let's of Let's go out. Let's go to the mall. Oh, sorry. Let's go to the mall today. So, yeah. Th- that's basically why it's one of my favorites. Just because it also, like, when I watch it, of course, I love the lessons. Mm. I love I love Barney. I love Robin. I love Ted. Well, Lily, not so much. Marshall, I loved it. Also, one of those stories we're in, you're just one heartbreak away from meeting the one. Mm-hmm. It gives you hope which we debated on the last episode, whether mm-hmm. that was a good thing, that, you know, there's someone for you out there. But also more than that, it just reminds me a lot of the good old college days mm. when life was so innocent. I wanted to graduate so bad. Damn you, Steph, you should have just enjoyed your college life. I know, right? Yeah. Okay. So, my next favorite would be um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I recommend to everyone and anyone willing to listen and it started its run on 2015 and ended sadly last year 2019 on valentine's day (laughs) (laughs) no but it was like it was planned so basically the story of the crazy ex-girlfriend um it's about rebecca bunch she's this lawyer big shot lawyer but she's not happy she's supposed to be happy she has a six figure or seven figure Mm. i don't know but she has a really big salary she has a job everyone envies, but she's not happy. And then she sees this commercial wherein they ask, you know, like, are you happy? It's a butter commercial, I think. And then she sees Josh, like, her boyfriend from summer camp way, way, way back. And for the first time in her life, she felt a little bit happy. So she, like, left her New York lawyer job to go to this West Covina, this really small town, you know, only... Just to be with Josh? Just to be with Josh. Crazy. Only three hours from the beach. That's wow. West Covina, yeah. Okay. No, that, that's a tagline. Only three hours from, from the beach. You know, that's not a good <laughs> tagline. Three hours is still a far away, I know. Uh. But, that, 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 but that gives you a sense on how... Weird the town is. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> basically, she moved, that's why she's a crazy ex-girlfriend. She does all these crazy antics just to get Josh's attention because for that brief moment she met Josh, 
she actually felt happy again. And I love this series because I thought I wouldn't like it because, oh, come on, based on the title, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. But the reason I got into watching this was because I accidentally saw one of her YouTube videos, mm. which was You Stupid Bitch. Like, the song sort of goes like, you ruined everything, you stupid bitch. You know? And I'm like, oh my god, this is so relatable. <laughs> and then I sort of went into a frenzy over all the music videos. I'm like, okay, just I'll just watch the series. Mm. And I ended up loving it. Because like the musical numbers are amazing, but more so like the storytelling. Like it breaks the fourth wall a lot. It's not it's not your usual cookie cutter type of story. And in the end, even though it's about a crazy ex-girlfriend, in the end, like it's not about a guy, you know. Oh my god, spoiler alert. But like she sort of finds herself in Vascovina. She went there to look for Josh because she left. She felt like, oh, I was so happy when I saw a glimpse of Josh. But she soon finds out that it's like inside. But then the musical numbers are really good. For me, my favorite genre will always be romantical comedies and musicals. So parang, ah, oh, combination, bam. Like, I love it so much. And I actually have a bit of anxiety suggesting it to people because there was one, because like, um, there was one time I was watching it and then Dan was like, oh, can I, can you watch what you're watching? And I'm like, um, sure. And then they watched the second episode and they were visibly, and I say visibly, disgusted. Really? And that was the last time Steph Yap recommended <laughs> something she liked for like the next five years yeah <laughs> yeah because, because they were visibly disgusted but like it's humor because it's really like out of it mm. eh. because like there was a part where she was like shaving her leg and then blood oh but like that that's one of the realities yeah yeah it also like frames um mental health in such a nice way i don't know like you guys just have to watch it it's like my most favorite thing in the world and i actually have a playlist in my spotify de- dedicated to all my favorite songs it's so groovy anyway so my next favorite series is sort of related to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Bojack Horseman. Mm-hmm. I say related because when you see articles like pertaining to um, media portraying mental health the right way, those two always come up at the top. Mm. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Bojack Horseman. And actually, these are shows I wish I didn't relate to so much. But I do. And it's sad. But with Bojack Horseman, I have to put a warning for everyone because when I started watching it, I started being more depressed. Mm. It, 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 it gives a lot of truth bombs and you don't even realize it because like it's a fucking animated horse. You <laughs> yeah. Know? You don't realize it's so serious, mm. but it really hits you. And actually, the thing is, I watched this because I was at Carlos's condo and then we were just waiting for time to pass. And then that was what Netflix suggested. And then we just watched it. And, and the rest is history. Yeah. Basically, it's a whimsical animation and an earnest exploration of the human condition through non-human characters. But there are also human characters. And for me, it's it's so empathetic in a sense that it shows like how a person has self-destruction through self-hate. But also like how you can change. There's a quote from the series that I like. Because like at one point, Bojack asks, do you think I'm a good person deep down? And Diane, um, his friend, and also the one writing his memoir, says that, that's the thing, Bojack. I don't really believe in deep down. I kind of think that you, all you are is just the things that you do. And for me, like, I've never heard of show be like that. Just say na. There's no deep down. You know, there's no hope, I guess. 
Because like even in the series, like Todd, one of his friends also says that you are all the things that's wrong with you. It's not what happened to you. It's not what happened to your family. It's not the um, external environment you grew up in. It's just you. You're the one making these decisions. So I don't know. Like it, it gives a lot to think about because often I feel like we self-destruct due to self-hate, but mostly we have these things to deflect like oh it's my past oh it's my environment it's not all me but this show it really forces you to have that perspective we're in it's your choice and yeah so it's an uncomfortable truth bomb and the four seasons i watched it it sort of left me in a bit of sticky pickle and it's yeah it's i don't know it's Nah, like it, 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 it gives you uh, parang how it parang yeah, the was, ending is like was, it doesn't give you a good feeling I was very lethargic oh but the final season is actually out now first part is was out last December and the last part two of the last season is actually this January yeah. so I'm excited to see what's gonna happen to Bojack and I don't know how the writers will end it because like the way they're going about it I'm not sure if they would go for the happy ending or mm. the sad ending eh. but fun fact and I believe I'm the only one who noticed this but Bojack actually goes to become a professor at Wesleyan and you know who also goes to become a professor at Wesleyan where is the Wesleyan university is, it, is Wesleyan this a real yeah it's a real university okay. who Ted Mosby oh wow and in the and in the trailer he actually fudged up like his Professor, like he fudged up some part of his name, which in How I Met Your Mother, I don't know if you watched that episode, but Ted also sort of fudged it up. He was like, P R O, is Professor single F or two F? And then he wrote one F, and then the next one was another F, and then he looked at his student, and his student was like, and then he put, it as an e. <laughs> so I was, so I tweeted it, and I was like, oh, two of my favorite series have the protagonist becoming a professor at Wesleyan and fudging up their first day with their names. Funny. And no one liked it. <laughs> I need validation. Did, did no one else know this? Please tell me. Okay. <laughs> and that ends my series favorites. Yay! Yay! Okay. Oh, I hope we gave them recommendations. So, like, I don't really watch a lot of series because it takes up a lot of your time. So, I'm like, I'm more into movies and TV series. Yeah. So, if you guys have any recommendations as well. Like, Wait, like, I, I would also like to note that these three are one of the only series I've finished. Oh. Like plus the sentence of the sun plus weightlifting fairy. I don't finish series. It's hard, no. For me, I get annoyed. I get tired easily. Eh? Yeah, same. That's same. why when I like something, I like it to the core, and mm. so I'm so hurt when people were visibly disgusted oh. with crazy ex girlfriend. <laughs> it's okay. At least you can think that it's your yeah. own special. I know. Yeah, Brooklyn yeah, Nine Nine also like I've never not finished it. I mean, I I plan to finish it until until it will end, which I hope it will never <laughs> Me end. Too. I think what's great about it is it's also very short. Yeah, so it's not like it's not that type of series that you get tired like after thirty minutes and you're like, oh my god, is it still not done? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have any suggestions, we'd be happy to take them in. Yes. Yes. Okay, so now we're moving on to books. Um, I'm more of books and Steph is more of comics, right? Yes. Okay, so I'll start first. Yeah, go. Okay, I have six books in mind. So I, okay, just a background. I've been an avid reader ever since I was a youngin. Like books were my escape from yeah. the world, you know. Um, so like I because I wasn't like a child. Okay, well we're talking about childhood here, but I, I, my parents never gave me any 
gaming con- console. So I like, the same. Mm. so like the only way I could entertain myself, that sounded wrong, but the only way I could entertain myself as a kid was through books. So like, yes. Alam mo, like with that story, like we only had a Game Boy Advance SP. We didn't have a Game Boy. We didn't have a Game Boy Advance. We Girl, only I had, had a Game Boy Advance SP. I, I feel like it's also because like, I mean, not to be sexist, but like they're no girls. guys. And because yeah. like the only reason we had it was because my sister was an avid fan of gaming. Mm. But also, I remember like when I was a kid, I would always be at the library, and I remember there was yeah. this one time, like my library cards would always be full, and there was this one time the librarian was like, "You haven't returned this book," and I did, I did, I did, and then they found it. Uh, it it was funny. I do you still remember our elementary library? Yeah, yeah. I I remember like I would just like. I love staying there. I love smelling the books. Smelling the books. Yeah. Uh, like, not so much. Like, it's a, it, I don't know. Like, I just really like hanging out there. That was where I read Nancy Drew, Sherlock mm. Holmes. But it's, it's, I know, like, when you force, form habits in your formative years, even though you don't do it, like, for a long time, whenever you start doing it again, like, it just comes back naturally. Like, yeah. the love for it just mm. returns. So, so okay. Yeah. So one of my first favorite books is I don't know if you read it, but it's a very well-known book. It's The Fault in Our Stars. Oh yes, I have by John Green. Like that was like the YA contemporary book that really set off everything. Yeah, like I really love the story and how real the characters felt to me. And so I I also love the movie when it came out. So like Ansel Elgort's character is like my first ever fictional crush. And I don't know. Like the story is sad because it's centered around like sick kids, you know. Yeah. But it's also very sweet, very touching, very innocent. I just really enjoyed it. Have you read any other John Green books? Yes, I've read um, Looking for Alaska, um, something about Catherine. Say. Ah, uh, yeah, The Balance of Catherine. Yeah, and also Paper Towns. No, Will Grayson, Will Grayson. But oh. that was like a um, he wrote it with someone else. Yeah, but. But all David his, yeah, but out of all his books, I only enjoyed, tr- truly enjoy Fault in Our Stars. Really? And Will Grayson and Will Grayson, yeah. Really? Mm. I don't, I mean, it's not that I don't like The Fault in Our Stars, but for me, my favorite John Green book will always be Looking for Alaska. Mm. I mean, I don't want to be that person, but I like John Green before everyone else liked John mm-hmm. Green. So back when he, I think, I think he published Paper Towns around this time. But basically, at this time, no one knew who John Green was. But my friend Clarice, she was like, this is my favorite book of all time. I have to give it, I, I have to lend it to you. So that was Looking for Alaska. And I don't know, like, that, that shook me. Because, like, I was in college, you know. We were, like, at the beginning of things. And, you know, the, the great perhaps, that was for me, like, college, our college years. That was my great perhaps. And... It was one of those books that came to you at the right time when mm. you needed it. But with Paper Towns, it was like, you know, you get cracks, but it's okay because that's how the light gets in. I'm sorry, mm. I'm totally butchering it, but like, it was such a good quote because it's nice, eh? Yeah. So basically, those were my two favorites. And then when The Fault in Our Stars came out, I was like, oh my god, OMG. Ah, John Green book I can't wait so my expectations were super high mm. which is why when I read it I was like oh okay it's not it's not bad but it's just not on the top of my John Green list because those two books were like I felt like there was something I was going through at that time mm. and that's why they related to me so well actually no, when I got do you have the hard copy of yeah do you have the one with his signature no he had the first pub, the first books that came had his signature and nobody bought it because like he wasn't well known mm. at that time. So I got the one with his signature pa. 
Cool. So I'm keeping it not because I like it, but because there's a signature. But I really do like the other books more. Yeah. Especially Will Grayson, Will Grayson, because I like the fact that it's centered on friendship. Yeah. Rather than love. Yeah. And I like the disparity, be- disparity between the two because like there's a closeted Will yeah. and then the straight Will who people think is gay because he's, he hangs out with the gay best friend. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, because of the fault of the fault in our stars, I read Anne Frank. Oh, so it's because of them. So like you know, woo, taught me about like uh, um, the life of Anne Frank and how hard it was for them. Yeah, yeah, that was my first. My second one is, so I've never been actually just a pretense. I've never been a Harry Potter reader. So yeah. this was my kind of like childhood Harry Potter. Do you know what it is? Ah, uh, wait, Percy Jackson. Yeah. Oh my God, wait! I also love Percy Jackson. Yeah. Okay, you go first. Also, the, if ever you guys don't know about Percy Jackson, you know there are the gods, the Greek gods. The demigods. Yeah, so the Greek gods, yeah. they have like children with human um, lovers, I guess, yeah. in the real world, and they're called demigods. demigods. And so it just follows like these bunch of kids who are demigods, and kind of like they're kind of like the, the chosen ones, you know? They've had to go through a lot of quests in order to yeah. defeat certain evils around this world. And I just really like it. And I like how the world has expanded a lot. So you've had the Percy Jackson series, and then you've had the. I forgot. Heroes of Olympus. Heroes of Olympus. And now there's I Apollo. I don't like the after na. Like I just like Percy's group and that's it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just like Percy a lot. And especially since Logan Lerman played I mean I mean the movie, they were not great. But yeah. oh my god, Logan Lerman. Yeah. Please be Percy Jackson. Because like I I follow Rick Riordan on Twitter mm. and he says he's trying to push Disney to like, you know, make a whole series. Like and I feel like it's not impossible because we have Netflix now. Mm. And I feel like they would really pick that up. But oh my god. God, please let Logan Lerman still be Percy yeah, Jackson. Yeah, but he's too old, man. No, have you old. seen his latest pictures? He doesn't look like. He, but he girl, aged. he doesn't look like a middle middle schooler. But so. oh my god, but but man, Logan Lerman was my crush yeah. back in the day. He's a cutie. And for me, I like what I like best about Percy Jackson was the fact that um, I I'm not sure ha huh, if this is. I think Rick Riordan's son had a disability. I'm just not sure if it was yeah. dyslexia. No, I think. I think he was one of one of the disabilities, and yeah. basically, like you know, he would kid, make up stories about Greek gods, and that's how yeah. he built yeah the yeah, entire because series. like um demigods in the Percy Jackson universe would have dyslexia, would have I I forgot the other things, but basically they have dyslexia because they're actually their brains are wired to read Roman, and I just feel like that was such a such a very powerful um thing powerful thing to create at a time where disabled kids didn't really relate to anyone you know your disability is your superpower Mm -hmm. like oh my god i'm part of this special club i could be a demigod something like that and yeah actually my favorite book out of like the series is battle of the labyrinth Mm, i like that too that was really nice what was the guy's name the inventor daedalus yeah Actually, like that was ano, eh, that was the deciding factor for me eh, to become an architect, because like in that book, that was when Annabeth was saying na, oh, I want to be an architect because he was able to create something so amazing. Because I want things to be permanent in a world that's mm-hmm. uh, that everything is always so temporary. Because as demigods, they're always on the run. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's so beautiful, Annabeth. <laughs> I I'll be an architect too. Yeah. Okay, so there. I I like Percy Jackson, the series. Logan Lerman. Yeah. Actually, how I came to love it, it's not because of like... 
like the the good teachings now but i just really like the world of like the gods and the demigods and just it just felt very fantastical to me so that's why i really enjoyed the extension series that came out after that mm-hmm. actually there's a really good book that came out recently it's called cersei i forgot who wrote it but it's about the story of cersei oh and it's really good yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. The, the, what's his name Daedalus. i pronounce it Daedalus, like with the e but anyways he comes out in the story he becomes one of her lovers. Oh, yeah, it's really good. It's really good if you have time to watch it. It's a, it's more towards um adult fiction. Like that's how the tone oh, so is. there's like rated seeds. No, 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 man. But like just the thought process. It's very ano um like our age na. Okay. Yeah, but it's a really good book. If you have time to read it, you should. It's Cersei. I forgot the name of the author. I'm so sorry, author. But yeah. yeah. So one of my next favorite books is Vicious by V. E. Schwab. So V. Schwab is, well, she writes YA and adult, but I like her adult books more. Okay, so basically Vicious follows the story of these two friends in college who for their thesis decide to figure out how some people have extraordinary abilities, which which essentially means like superhuman powers. And so they research on it and some, but something goes horribly wrong and now they are... Worst nemesis. And yes. you don't know who the good guy is. Yes. Uh, I really like it because it was able to deal with the concept of um, the hero and the... Yeah. What do you call this? The enemy. Antagonist, the yeah. antagonist very well. Because both of them are in very vague... Like they own they they both feel like they're in the right yeah. and they have their own reasons why and you agree with both of them but then at the same time you disagree with it. I don't know. It's very good. Do you have and a copy? I lent it out to someone, but it's oh, really good. Can I really you like borrow it. it after? Yeah, of course, of course. I've I've read about it na eh, na parang, mm. yeah. It's it's an interesting concept nga eh. Yeah, it's really good. So yes. if you guys are Put into it out on my list. so if you guys are very into like um topics about like moral justice or like what's good and what's bad and you like being in the middle like deciding on yourself what you think is good and what you think is bad i think this is a bo- great book to get into and the plot also is very like it's not because sometimes when you talk about like things about philosophy right it could yeah. get dragging so, but this is a very fast-paced book and i really like it okay so my next book is called scythe by neil schusterman so this is a book that i've always um recommended to people so scythe follows a utopia where people have found the cure to every type of sickness and the cure for death. So everybody is has been living for like 200 plus years now. And the only way for someone to permanently die is if they're killed by a scythe. So scythe is kind of like um, its own organization. And it has its own leaders. It has its own like people. And they're the only ones with the power to kill someone. So if you're killed by a scythe, you're, you can't revive yourself now. So it's so interesting because it follows characters. Two, two kids who are... They're in an apprenticeship yeah. under a very well-known scythe. Yeah. And it's so interesting because you see into the world of scythe and how politics are. Because can you imagine like you're one governing body that's given the power over life. Super interesting. Like the concept, like how politics work, how they decide who to kill. Um, like, Why would you be killed if ever? Like They have their own reasons. Each scythe has their own reason but why. it's not exactly like oh no. you committed a crime no Ooh, interesting no because crimes don't happen anymore because everybody because no, nobody's sick everybody uh, it's, a, it's a utopia of, kasi. Uh, yeah so everybody okay. has equal footing on everything so it's basically paradise so there so it's so in- it's very interesting yeah and it's super it gets so crazy as this as the series goes on 
Oh, okay. So there, I recommend Scythe if you guys are into stuff like that. I have two more books. One is called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And it follows um, the story of Evelyn Hugo, who was kind of like um, a very well-known actress in the 50s and 70s. A fictional character who was kind of like the Marilyn Monroe of her time. And at the beginning of the book, she's at her 70s already, retired, and living her best life. And she decides to create a memoir about her life, um, specifically about her different relationships and marriages to her seven husbands. And she asks for the help of this like very obscure journalist to create her story. And what's so interesting about the book is that it really follows her journey in Hollywood and how she had to go through a lot of difficulties just to get her name known and to be like the top tier celebrity she is now. And it just, it just gives an insight and into her life it's just very interesting like you really feel that evelyn hugo is a real person and i just got so invested with the story i recommend it and then lastly is have you heard of malcolm gladwell i have is this the dog or wait no uh, the dogs or something but i've seen his name yeah he has a lot of books but the first and only book i've read from but i really enjoyed it's called outliers Oh. So basically, it kind of talks about the things that contribute to the high level of success of certain people. And it just blows oh. your mind. Because when you think of successful people, the characteristics you would think are hardworking. Focused. Focused or like... Disciplined. Um, what they call that? Brilliant. Visionary. But then you see that there are a lot of external factors that kind of give these people the right path walk into towards success Parang it's not all about the person there's a lot of circumstantial things that happen so for example like you know bill gates right he yeah. created microsoft but the reason why he was able to create it is because number one he was rich enough where his family was able to put him in a private school that had access to computers yeah and then he was he was able to join a club where he would spend hours and hours and hours just processing coding and stuff like that. So, because of the opportunity presented to him, he was able to create Microsoft. Yeah. So, can you imagine if other people were in his position? They would have the resources and the capability to, to do that as well. So, it just opens your mind that there's a lot of different factors that come into success. Yeah. Another one is, I don't know if you've noticed this, but um, there are certain decades that successful people all share. So, for example, like, Estate tycoons, railway tycoons, most of them start their success in the late 1900s where parang oil was just starting to come. But some certain decades eh, na bring out successful people. Like here in the Philippines, like um, Henry C., John Gokongwei all oh, became yeah. successful in the 50s. Yeah, so I would recommend reading Outliers if you want to learn more about like how successful people got to where they are. I mean, but that's what I've been saying about our podcast. I feel like this is the decade yeah. wherein podcasts will jump. Mm-hmm. Because like the, ano eh, the the jump on bloggers and vlogging, it's already past it. Correct. I mean, I'm not saying it's you can't very get saturated anything, now, but yeah. it's, it's past. Mm. So, you know, guys, please keep supporting us. Yes, please. Yes. This is our dream. Now it's for Steph's comic faves. Okay. So I'm going to start with Fables by Bill Willingham and Mark Buckingham. And basically, it's it's a story about wherein all the fairy tales, like they live in this land called. Oh my god, I I haven't read it in so long. I read it in college, but basically, there's this land where they're all there, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, 
the adversary mm. comes with his army and drives all the fables out. So they have nowhere else to escape but in the real world. Do you know Once Upon a Time TV yes. series? Is it like that? It's like that. Oh, okay. It's okay. like that, but... More darker? I, I believe, I, know, I believe Once Upon a Time and Grimm was inspired by fables. Fables walked, so what's up on what's up on a time and Grim could run. This is a major theme in Steph's favorites. <laughs> but I really like that. I remember I was at MIBF at this time, Manila International Book Fair, and I was just looking at this graphic novel, Fables, and then it was volume one. I just looked at it and this guy next to me was like I'd buy that if I were you. That's a really good book. And the fact that you got the first novel means it's, you know, that's where you start. And I'm like, oh, okay. So because of that guy, I bought that book, basically. It actually starts off like a murder mystery, and then it sort of evolves into... Um, I don't know. It's It doesn't really... For me, like, you really enjoy it like after five volumes. Because the first volumes, it's all about... Setting up the characters? Um, trying to get as many fans as possible. Uh, like it's very basic it's very um, adherent to yeah, they use, like, to the male gaze you know uh, so they're using like the tropes of like peop- what people are like very yeah. into they reel you into it and I'm like okay but when after it reaches a certain point you'll be so shocked to see who the adversary was and it's actually like a love story also between Snow White and the big bad wolf really yeah it's it's so weird but so nice at the same time i don't know i really like it it's one of my favorites yeah and I, have I have an e-copy yet i can send it yay yes. okay i'll read it oh my god okay but yeah actually in that story like there's only one prince charming and the first wife was no white the second wife was cinderella and then the third wife was yeah Sweet beauty. So like, there's also like this this drama. Na, I'm the third wife. Like, okay, the first wife you married for love, and then the second wife is okay. But I'm the third wife now. You know, it also shows now. You know, when you leave the land, I think it's fable land. I'm not, I'm so bad at it. I forgot. But when they left the land because of the adversary, they also left all their riches there. So Prince Charming, he's not a prince. You know, mm-hmm. like he's just yeah, he's still charming though. Yeah, is it is it done now? Yeah, it's done now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Binge! And there's a lot more. Like, it, it really delves. It gives a whole new myth to all the fables. So, but I have to watch. Oh, yeah, I have to watch. You have to read it. Yay! So, that's my first. Mm. And then my second favorite comic is a manga, which is Full Moon Wasagashite. Do you know that? Did you watch the anime? Well, I forgot. Yeah. I remember Two Angels? Yeah, Shinigami. Two Death angels if you've watched the anime i highly recommend watching watching reading the manga because it it also has the same plot twist but it tells the story better for me because like in this world you become a shinigami you become a death angel as punishment because you took your own life so all the people who who killed themselves became shinigami because it was sort of like punishment for them in the sense that they wanted to leave this world but now, you know, they're stuck in it. But with Mitsuki, like she's the main protagonist and she has cancer and then no one knows why but she's able to see Shinigami and then when they, when she sees them coming for her, she was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die? So if I'm gonna die, 
please let me be a pop singer. Please let me fulfill my dreams. So like there's this magical girl element wherein she transforms into mm. a singer. But like the story is more than that. Mm. And I like the I mean this is a bit of a spoiler, but not so. But basically, um near the end, Mitsuki says something like for her, she didn't view the Shinigami sentence as a curse. It wasn't a punishment. For her, God wanted to give them a second chance to look at life because they hated life so much to kill themselves. God wanted to give them. Look at life Yeah, right? And that's how... Spoiler alert, but that's how they knew Mitsuki would live because that's how she saw it. She saw Shinigamis as angels, not as angels of death. Yes, Takuto! I don't know, for me, my favorite... They know. Yeah, they did. How?! Because apparently, like, the reason he wasn't... Okay, so this is super spoiler na, guys. So, you have... So, not my fault if you didn't zoom, zone out. So, um, because one of the um, underlying plots was Takuto was only half a Shinigami. So, he could disappear forever if he doesn't collect Mitsuki's soul. Because he's only half. He's not full Shinigami yet. But the reason he's not a full Shinigami was apparently he was not fully dead. He was fucking comatose. <laughs> So that's how he was like, oh, yeah, and then they lived happily ever after. Ah! So my next favorite is The Batman Court of Owls by mm. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. So for me, with this whole comics thing, is that it's hard because like, where do you even start, mm. you know? Like, do you start with the 1950s Batman mm. with, with Robin just wearing tights, you know? Like, where do you start? But for me, Scott Snyder is my favorite Batman writer because for me, like he gives Batman a new myth. Like he gives oh. a new legend. Like he really? takes a really reused character and just gives, like into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Sending exactly. a theme here. Yes. And I also love how he really delves into Gotham architecture because in in the Court of Owls, like Does he also draw the comic? No, or just the story? The, just the story. The artist was Greg Capullo. Ah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We've been talking for like almost two hours already. So we're having a bit of a snack while, yeah. while finishing up the rest of this episode. So in the Court of Owls, it's all about... You know, the ano de bat, the number one enemy of the bat is... Joker. I mean, Bane? the animal bat. Oh, what? What is it? An owl. Oh. Yeah. So in this, in this Court of Owls, like... Like Scott gives a new legend that apparently in the in Gotham, if you've been a bad kid, you know I don't know if you were a kid. Siya sabihan ka ba na nandyan yung bumbero, kukunin ka na. Like it was sort of the equivalent of bumbero in Gotham, and the way he tells his story, he alludes so much to like Gotham history and architecture that that he just made up basically. But the fact that he would use, I mean, because people just say Batman is from Gotham. That's it. But the way he uses, like, oh, it's actually an island situated and there's three bridges around it. It's it's so genius for me. Like, I've never seen um, a writer develop a whole new thing for a very, very reused character. The plot twist of Court of Owls was really, really good. And I hope they make an adaptation soon because... Oh wait, actually they did make an adaptation, but I was not happy with it because they more on focused on Robin, Damian Wayne, like Batman's son, rather than the overarching Court of Owls, which had which also had a lot to do with 
the Wayne history. I don't know. You have to read it, talaga. Eh. Like you have to read it. I don't want to spoil anything. And actually, fun fact: Scott Snyder um is the one and only reason I had a Twitter account because back in the day I didn't like joining the Facebook groups because I don't know. Like you join those forums and then I don't know. It's my personal profile. I don't want that. So I don't like joining Facebook groups, and he didn't have Instagram then. So I just made a Twitter so I could follow him. And yeah, I really like Scott Snyder. He's the best. And because of Scott Snyder, he also had another book. I forgot what the title was, but he had this book with Sean Gordon Murphy. And I really like his art. So, you know, when I like somebody, I Wikipedia the shit out of them. And then I saw that Sean Gordon Murphy actually has this comic that he wrote and is also the artist of. And oh my god, it is amazing. Like, I did not expect anything from the writing. But John Gordon Murphy, like his writing was amazing. This one is punk rock Jesus. Yeah. So basically, it's this is a world we're in. It's a bit futuristic, but basically they're trying to make the second Jesus Christ. Okay. So from the Shroud of Turin, they have a bit of DNA, and then they clone it to make a Jesus Christ. Wow. So it sort of revolves around that, and what then is why is he punk rock though? Because at one point he rebels and then becomes a punk rock. I said he shaves his. No, but like it, the premise sounds so fucking out there. But when you read it, it's so nice because it. I don't know. For me, it's a bit Bong Joon Ho in a sense. You you show like there is this system, and then people just have to adhere to it until something happens and they choose not to. Yeah, religion. It's very nice, very insightful, and. It's a mini series, so it's only six issues. And if you see his art, it's black and white, but it's so definitive. It looks so nice. Like it's one of those things that, parang you know, you're good at drawing when it's so definitive, even in black and white. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah, I will. Okay. And um, so one of my other favorites is something I mentioned in the last episode, which was Deadly Class, mm-hmm. and it's about um, a group of kids. Studying to be assassins, and I know that sounds weird, and also like it's one of like those popular tropes. But if you read it, like I really like the guy, the protagonist's journal. Like he says a lot of things that I really relate to. It's so relatable, like his thoughts and his dreams, and I don't know. It's just really nice for me. It's a bit, it's a bit nihilistic, but it's very nice, especially the first few chapters. Okay. And then my last um, graphic novel favorite is Asteriospolit. Who was that? It's about an architect. <laughs> it's about an I don't know. I just have this fascination with stories about architects. When I find out, like, oh, it's about an architect. Oh, let me try it out. Just like how I met your mother. Yeah, just like how I met your mother. But basically, Asteriospolit was an architect who never built anything. Yeah. He was a paper architect. He basically, he just teached. He mm. never did. But he knew everything in theory. And why this is my favorite graphic novel was because of how it was told. So you, so everyone knows like a comic as pictures with words. But this graphic novel, it, was on, it only had three colors. Three colors, yeah. Cyan, magenta, and white. Wow. Because, you know, it's... I, I forgot if there was yellow, but definitely it only had like the printer colors. And the way it told the story, it's a love story between Asterios and Hannah. So Hannah is his soon-to-be wife. But when they met, 
if you see like the drawings, Asterius is a very rectangular person. And Hannah is a very round Curvy. person. And then when they met, it was so nice because like it's sort of like the shapes like changed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then the colors also flowed. So Hannah is pink, Asterius is cyan. That's why I don't remember if there was a yellow one. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. The background's yellow. Yeah, but it was so nice because I was like, no, this is a graphic novel because he really told the story with just the printer co- CMYK. I don't know. I call them the printer colors. It's so good. Nice. It's so good. I love it so much. And it's actually just like a one shot. Mm. So that's even faster. So that's maybe, maybe that's what I would suggest you read first. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. Fashion decade favorites. Okay. Yeah. So I only have three. Number one is, oh my God, I finally recognize what the hype is around fanny packs like i get it oh like i yeah. get it guys like i it, feel like fanny it's packs so were freaking like, useful we're like so low in the early yeah. decade and it was they, so high because they were wearing piece. it wrong like our parents were wearing they were wearing it wrong <laughs> they were like the side the cross body fanny yeah. pack that's where it's at but oh my god Steph, the first time i wore it because it was when i went to my recent trip to Taiwan uh-huh. and it was so convenient like yeah because the thing with sling bags are the material is so thin so yeah. it hurt digs into your shoulder um, shoulder bags naman are too like clunky and yeah. then backpacks is just so difficult if you need something like straight away so like yeah. fanny pack is like the perfect bag like I am claiming it I am using fanny packs for the rest of my travels and I now understand what the and hype is about Korea. and in Korea and in Korea but I only have one though so I wanna like yeah same I only extend. have one and actually I really like this fanny pack because like I always wear it because there are countries that require you to have the passport all the time correct like correct. in China and like, of course you'd be scared to lose your passport so you want it with you at all times oh because when I went to I know, when I went to Taiwan like our tour guide mm. they kept it for us ah really oh, our weird. tour leader but in China you can't go like if you're a foreigner you have to show it at the train station before you can buy a ticket mm. and going anywhere actually so for me it's so convenient because like it's so close to your heart that you don't feel like it's right. gonna I know especially you know. if you need to pee or something it's yeah. just there you don't have to take it off anymore it's like yeah. it's the best thing ever man and I don't know if I told you but my G7X fits in my family oh, cool. so everything fits my medicine my ponytail your phone my your phone, wallet my your passport wallet, the important things you were like my GX7 my <laughs> no but it's one of those things that yeah. people are like you can fit that there yeah. and I'm like hand free because right. my cousin like always has a large backpack because she has a large camera so yeah, of course the uh, no, the important stuff and my G seven X. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my next fashion favorite are actually jeans. Yeah. Like I don't know if if you knew me when I was in. You were always in a skirt. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I remember. Right. I was always like I was very definitive with my outfit choice. I would either be in a short skirt or in shorts. Because you don't like the way the jeans make your legs look yes and I don't like anything constricting on my legs cause I feel like cause I have larger than normal calves so usually like it would fit in my legs nicely by the time it goes to my calves it's like very tight and you know it's kinda painful cause it's like I have no my legs have no room to breathe but now with with the rise of mom jeans and with straight leg cuts I have come to appreciate jeans like I am now an intense jean wearer Ooh. Actually, that's also one of my favorite trends. High waist jeans, yes, basically. Yes, yes. Because, like, we started with low waist, and I'm like, ooh. That's different. Like, no for one, us with the big bill like, bills, yeah. like, big. Maybe Britney, bellies, yeah. but not us, yeah. you know? But um, 
you know what? I think we're kind of opposite because back when I was in high school and college, like I would almost never wear dresses. Mm. It's only now that I've worn dresses because now I appreciate it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So jeans is my next decade fashion favorite. And then lastly, nail stickers. Ooh, yeah. Angie has it on right yeah. now. Okay, the thing with this is I've never been like I've never liked wearing nail polish because I feel Same. like it's too heavy on your fingers. Because like you rarely find nail polishes that are opaque by the first coat. So you like yeah. you would usually build like up to three coats and it it would feel really heavy and Person- very hassle. Yeah. Personally, I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. Like, I don't wait for it to dry, dry when yeah. I touch anything. That's why I never have nail polish yeah. on. Agree. When I started using nail stickers, oh my God, they're a game changer. And now I bought a lot from Shopee. Ooh. So now, like, yes. So if you guys want to try, like, decking out your nails but are, like, too tamad to either buy something or, like, put actual nail polish on, nail stickers is the way to go and people would love to compliment my nails because it looks like you put effort into it yeah it does it's just literally stickers that's it so as I've said earlier one of my favorite fashion trends from this decade was the high waist jeans Mm -hmm. and the second and the beauty for me my favorite beauty trend is kilay the bushy brows yes well I don't have any but Mine's more of like a straight cut, like the Korean brows, mm, you know? Yeah. But I grew an appreciation for it mid-college, mm-hmm. and I feel like, I don't know, like it really does give a different yeah. value to your face. Agree. When your kilay is well done. Agree. Like, I remember like I was so sick last week. I literally could not be bothered to charge my phone. That was how sick I was. But you know what? When I had to go to the hospital, I still had my kilay on. <laughs> because you know what? Kilay is life. life. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Like, you feel like, I don't know, bare. Yeah. Like, like it's fine to be naked, but like, I have to have my brows on, man. True. True okay, what can I talk about next? I have a lot for music because I feel like music has been a very big part of my life. Especially the last few years when I started driving. Because, like, I use music. Well, now podcast. But before, I use music to, like, pass the time. So, like, I have five decade-defining music. The first is both our favorites. It's the (gasps) T-Swift. The Queen. What's your favorite era? Oh... Okay, if I'm being completely honest... Uh -uh. Okay, the thing was, because I started liking her... Um, during her red era now. So I wasn't really? so I wasn't yeah, yeah yeah. So I like I've heard of her speak now and um fearless songs, but yeah. it was really the red era where I started listening. But oh, my I... favorite is the nineteen eighty nine. Really? Mm-hmm. That was the one I fell out of. Really? Yeah. Because I was an avid Taylor Swift fan back when Fearless came out. Mm. No, I think I liked her when Speak Now came out. Fearless, she was Mm-mm. not so well known. But you know, mm. I said I would like jam out to those songs. Mm. I have her album, mm. like her actual physical album and then I would there's a message in her albums where and like in her lyrics there's like a capital letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her message and I would like be so obsessed with She's it. She's the queen of Easter eggs, man. Yeah. I remember like I would cry, you know, like when I don't know like it was super stupid at that time but I was heartbroken over a boy in high school and I would just jam Taylor Swift songs and I'll be like I can't breathe but she has a song like, I can't breathe without you but then when I felt it I was like oh my god I have I do can't a, breathe yeah. yeah and I'm like oh my god Taylor I feel your girl yeah. my high school anthem was love story oh mm. yeah but I think my favorite would be the speak now era mm. Yeah. Ano ba may mga songs to speak now? I only know speak now. What else is there? White Horse? Uh, no. Back to December? No. 
j- jump then fall and long live long live yeah i love long live i really love the blank space eh? i felt like it was such a different type of music like something i've never heard before maybe i wasn't into country that much so parang i wasn't like into the other her her first few albums you know oh my favorite was haunted and enchanted the story mm. of us like i like that a lot speak now i feel like was taylor swift being all oh my god i'm so in love mm. and everything you know and I don't know, I really like it. But I think my favorite song from her would be something... I don't think it's even in her, in her album. It's... My favorite song of all time is Delicate. Really? Hmm. How does it sound again? Um. Okay, so the Delicate is the... Listen, this is for the best. My oh. reputation's never been worse, so... You must like me for me. Yeah. But you know, for me, like, when I'm looking at it all, I like Red Din pala. Mm. Red like, is Begin really Again. nice. I love Begin Again. All Begin Too Well Again. is also really nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. That was about John. Jake Gyllenhaal. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, I can't find the one song I like. How does it go again? I never tell you his favorite color is green. He loves to argue. Born on the seventh. I'd lie. Yun, that's my number one favorite Taylor Swift song that's not on the albums at all and I keep on forgetting the title oh my god uh. she her old songs are very nostalgic eh. parang her, yeah. her tone and the way it's made just like really gets you like going back to the days where I had you, my first crush right? it's, a, it's a very high school feeling yeah. for me you know the outside you know? always on the outside looking in how can I ever try to be better I don't know like it's it's so it's very high school you yeah. know Wait, I'm looking at 1989 right now. I think the only song I liked here was... I liked a lot. I like really? Into the Woods, New York, In- Into Blank the Woods, Space. I like. Out of the Woods. Out, sorry, Out of the Woods. Blank I like Space. Out of the Woods and Wildest Dreams. Can I see the other... The other uh, no. I have a lot there. Eh. This Love I Love. You Are In Love. I don't like them. Yeah. I think this was when I started falling out. Aww, but now I'm falling season. back in. I mean, you know, it's... It's, it's just one of those yeah. things, you know. Taylor Swift grows up, we grow up. Yeah. So Taylor Swift was like my decade defining music. Like I feel like she she was able to like grow with me throughout the years. Beginning of college up until now. Um, but another of my decade favorites in music has been K-pop. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I have a commentary on that later, but go on. Okay, so K-pop has been like one of my favorite genres. Um, Lorraine was the one who introduced it to me when we were in... Claver? Yeah. Oh. Third year high school. And really? I remember my yeah. first favorite band. Do you know Big Bang? Yeah. So I love Big Bang. I love Super Junior. To the point where I even watched their one of their first concerts here in Manila. Wow. Mm, so I feel like K-pop has really been a big part of my life. Like I was, I was part of the K-pop fandom even before it blew up in the US. So yeah. Like, Oh God! I think it's been. If I started liking it 2010, it's been 10 years oh since I've God, been in K-pop. Oh my God! It is a decade. It's a decade, love, and it's not gonna stop anytime soon. So, like, sorry, if anyone wants to go into K-pop, I totally recommend um, Crush by No No. I think that's the artist's name. He's not oh, a okay. K-pop group. He's like a solo artist, but it's ah. really good. Crush and Dean, those two. Like, if you wanna slowly, gradually get into K-pop. I've also been listening to K-pop, but just like really recent. I'm one of those people who are late to it, but mm. it's not that I didn't like it. It's more of like, 
I don't I'm not that person who like actively seeks music you know mm. and I remember like the first time I listened to BTS it was because they were on Ellen and I was like oh my god RM's accent is like so hot and he's like oh my god and then I remember the first video I watched of them was DNA the music video and I was so I had a bit of an existential crisis because apart from RM I could not tell them apart yeah. I was like that's normal am I internally racist yeah but after I watched like that's three normal. other K- music K-pop videos kids you know, look alike yeah. I was like okay see I yeah. see them now I see all of you guys yeah. I can tell you apart I know your names and this I is remember, why this is why groups come out with different hair colors so that it's easier to tell them apart but that's different the next time so now you have to memorize a different hair mm-hmm. color the changing of hair colors isn't that frequent and like in close proximity naman to each other ah, okay but I remember like the weekend I discovered BTS like that whole weekend I just watched all of their music mm. videos all of their live performances and I was like oh my god how can live performances sound better yeah. than the music video yeah. and then to the point where I have this playlist of like my most favorite performances of BTS and then also like to the point where I would watch you know the, you know best crack moments of like crackhead mm-hmm. moments of the my favorite type of together. K-pop videos are ano, yung, um, ah, an unhelpful guy to blank Oh yeah, I love those types of videos. But I remember that weekend, my friends were like, "Oh, what did you do all weekend?" I'm like, "Just stayed at home." And then the next weekend, I was also sobrang babad ako sa K-pop because then I discovered Blackpink. Mm. It was like all, all gradual. And then finally, after the last weekend, I was like, "Guys, I spent the last two weekends just K-popping." And just like, K-popping it out. And they're like, "No way." Us too. And we were like, oh my god, solidarity. Because yeah. K-pop is so fun because you're very entertained whenever K-pop is there. Yeah. Concerts are super fun, man. Are you also like an army or not? No. no, no. Like yeah, I never got into it. But so you're on Blink, the right? No, not really. Not really. Okay, no. I was gonna ask what your favorite era was. No. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. But, oh uh, no, within that um line, like, for me, like one of the biggest changes in this decade was Asian media representation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really good now. You know, everything's coming around full circle. Like, we have Andrew Yang. Yes, we're not from the United States, but you go, Andrew. Andrew, I was gonna say girl, but yeah, you go, Andrew. Like, you have our vote, even though our vote doesn't count. Yeah, and I think we started with. For me, like I think it started with Fresh of the Boat mm-hmm. because like it was mm-hmm. a full Asian cast, yeah. Like, and then from there, we also have now Crazy Rich Asians, which is amazing. And now, like the influx of like not one but like almost all of the K-pop groups are like going to America. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone's making headlines, everyone's topping the charts. It's it's just amazing, you know. And it even is. though we're Filipinos, I don't know. For me, like. It's it's all a matter of seeing someone who looks like you mm-hmm. on stage on a big screen, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you know Eric Nam. Yeah, know? I love Eric Nam. I listen to his podcast. Alam mo, I didn't know he was a singer. Really? So how did you know of him? He interviewed. Yeah, he mm. interviewed, and then I'm like, oh, his accent is great. Yeah, yeah. He grew yeah. up in the US. There's a lot, actually. There's a lot of Asian Amer- There's a lot of American Koreans that yeah. are in K-pop groups. Yeah, but when I first discovered him, I thought he was just a host. Mm. But then I watched his interview with Zach Sang, mm. and apparently he has this whole album, mm-hmm. and he's a singer, mm-hmm. and that's where he told his story. Now he was a Korean American, and then he was in Deloitte. He was in fucking Deloitte. He had a good yeah. future ahead of him. He had a secure future ahead yeah. of him. 
him. But at that one moment, he was like, oh shit, what if? And then this this very, very shady email comes from Korea and they're like, oh, we'll pay for you to come to Korea to join the singing show. Yeah. Why not? And then he was like, this looks like a scam, but why the fuck not? Like, I'm in my... You guys I mean, can go to the Zach Shanks show to listen to the entire episode, but yeah. yeah. And then he goes there, and then he actually wins, I think, or he wins no, top three. No, he's in three. the top five. Oh, top five. And then from there on, he was like, okay, I'm Korean-American, so I can speak English pretty well. So mm-hmm. whenever they have foreigners coming to Korea, mm-hmm. I was the number one host people would get. But the thing was, I was so good at hosting that people forgot that I was good at singing. Mm-hmm. Eric Nam, I just love him as a person. Like, yeah. You listen to his podcast. I will. It's on my list to listen. It's on my list to listen to. Do you know, I know, like, your dog speaks Chinese. Do you know that meme? Oh my God, that meme was so precious. But I remember at one point, Zach was like, so let me get this straight. You went to Korea to get a music career to come back to the US? Yeah. That's so weird. And Eric Nam said, how is that weird? If I started here, I would have been nowhere. I went there because that was where I was recognized. And when I was recognized, I'm recognized in the US now too. And I'm like, wow, that's deep, man. Yeah. No, but my my favorite part about the interview is how he talked about that his entire career was for him to get Asian American into the media. Yeah. Which is why like he always said that his end goal was really to go back to the US. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Eric now we love you. We love you. are like you. the best. His father, his father, his brother is really funny too, Eddie Nam. You know yeah. Tablo, right? I've talked yeah. about Tablo. So Eddie is the manager of both Tablo and Eric. And yeah. he is Eric's younger brother. He's so funny. If you listen if you listen to the Tablo podcast, he comes out here and there. It's really funny. Alam they mo, both have the same same sense of humor. Alam mo, my favorite part about the interview was when um was when Eric was telling the story na he was at the top five, right? And then he was calling his mom, Mom, I might actually win. People actually like me here. Then and she's then, like, why? <laughs> and no, no, she said na, yes, go and do that. And you will finally realize that your voice is just average. And then I laughed. I literally slapped out loud. I was like, that's such an Asian parent yeah. thing to do. And then, I don't know, it was just the most funniest moment for me. But... You know, you go, Eric. Yeah, you go, Eric. You know, I'm just gonna insert that tidbit for in. I love Lauren Tai. You know, Terrace House has also like invaded the US. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's invading everywhere, and it's just nice. Like I feel like the whole world of this coming together. Yeah. Um, sorry, I have three more music decade defining favorites. Um, but they're more of like groups i guess of genres so yeah. after k-pop i got really into musicals oh yeah yes. do you know did you know this about me yes yes i love musicals it started with because i have an aunt who was like really musicals way before you would love crazy ex-girlfriend i promise really? you. yeah anyways like musicals especially yeah especially broadway musicals are really nice if i have any to recommend that you guys have to watch in your lifetime it would be phantom of the opera lame is Waitress and Hamilton. Those would be my top four. I love them all. For me, like, I don't know. For me, like, musicals are great and all, but the only thing that's stopping me is, like, the hefty price. How much is one ticket? It's around. Depends on the seat you're getting. No, not even. 1,000? Huh? 1,000? No, three. See? Yeah. I I mean, for me, like, it's, it's just not something that. It's not in my family because I feel like most of the things we spend, it's yeah. something we're accustomed to how our family spends it. Like, if you say 2000 on dinner, 
I would be fine with yeah. it. Dinner for four. Yeah, That's I guess something my yeah. family's accustomed to. But for a perform, but I am willing to try, which is one of the things I want to try this year with you. But for me, like that's just the thing with musicals for me. Like I would love to love it, but I just haven't yeah. had the chance to do it because it's um, it was never one of the things that oh I can pay this yeah. much for this much. But for me, like uh, my favorite musical is. Um, which is local. Sometimes it sells at Peta. I I don't know. I bought a ticket for is like three hundred. Huh? Is this Angholi El Bimbo? No, that was also really good. I like ano Rock of Ages. I you know I've never watched. I but love, I love their it. Music. It's so funny. It's so good, and I love Ages songs because you know my go-to karaoke song is Halik. So Rock of Ages is so nice. And shout out to Filipino musicals. Filipinos are the best at singing, I think. Like it's a no, it's a common trope. Eh. Yeah. Like if you're if you're in America and you're a Filipino American, you're like it's a Philam thing. Yeah. Uh, well, unpopular opinion. I think Filipino singers are great, but I feel like because we have similar voices. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like unless, unless you think you talk about like Ben and Ben or Simora, but like in general, I feel like we all have the same way of singing. If that makes oh, sense. Oh, I see. Yeah, like the mga Regine Velasquez, um, Morissette Amon. Like, we're really good at, we're really big belters and emotional singers. But I feel like we have a same tone of voice. I don't know, just a personal, I know, opinion. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I love musicals. We should go one day. Yes. Yeah. But we'll like, choose. sorry, like to build on your, what you said about like, because it's not your family thing. But yeah, like, I mean, it's the opposite. Like, we will never spend for something that's like worth 2,000 pesos for food. But we will spend it family for musicals. Family of four? No, fa- we our family won't wouldn't Hindi, spend. Like two thousand for for uh, for food for yeah, four yeah. people. Yeah, no. Never kyu mabot nung two thousand for four parang, people. Parang di naman, but the concept like my family doesn't wanna spend a lot for food. Like they'd rather spend it for musicals. For four people. No, kasi naman parang you said like. Never mind. It's okay. I'll move on. Okay. Because I don't know. Like, it, 2000 doesn't seem much for, for uh, people. Yeah. But pero, pero pero your idea was like you spend more. You'd rather invest in like good food. Oh, yeah. Was that what you're trying to say, right? Yes. Tama ba? Yes. yes. So Sorry, I thought, I thought you said 2000 like per person or like for four for a good dish I said it so fast for four okay sorry for sorry four. for four <laughs> no, because you just see like the last bill eh. for four yes so there um, I have two more na lang, but I'll just uh, go through them really quickly so um, Khalid this one do you know Khalid yeah Khalid it was a really big influence because ever since like before listening to him I was just really into pop mm-hmm. like normal pop so because of him I've started exploring like um, alternative indie or Alternative R and B. So yeah, have you listened to him? Dino Young Dumb and Broke. I think yeah. it's a lot of people's anthems, right? Young, eh, young Dumb and Broke. And he also did. Dumb. He was, He also did Sunflower, right? Or was it Post Malone? Post Malone. Post Malone. Yeah. Me liking his music like made me see that there are others, other genres out there worth exploring. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And go then Khaled. lastly Khaled. is this was this year was the year actually that I discovered OPM oh nice so yeah Ben and Ben was a large part of that I've mentioned also Moira yeah um, but I don't have any other that parang I still only know very limited artists so I want to venture out more do you have any recommendations I belong to the zoo yeah you told me that the Santa yeah, right yeah Santa 
such a good song that, that was a good song what else <laughs> I don't know I really like those um, very soapy songs I, I feel yeah. like that's the genre we're in Filipino writers they are really the good most. that's like right the soapy yes not the love songs the, the soapy I also like I know um, take a little time maybe what is that da, 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 is that rainbow MYMP ba yun no 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 Wait lang. Can you feel me? There's a sunshine under the bridge. Yeah, but it's not Passenger Seat. Eh. Passenger Seat is a good song. Then I think it, I think it's Rainbow. There's a rainbow always after the rain. Yeah. So there. Those are all my decade favorites in music. Yeah. I only have like three things left. Alang. What are yours? Do you have any other? No. Tapos ka na? I have like the guilty pleasure one. Okay. Sige. What's your guilty pleasure? Oh, my guilty pleasure is this website called Cracked.com. Oh, what is it? Please. It's, I don't know, like, it's a lot of, I don't know how to describe it, eh, but basically it's like a dump for all fun facts and stuff, mm. and it says it in, like... Can I see what it looks like? Yeah. So, I don't know, I was obsessed with this website Ooh. when I was in college, and I'd always get my friends to like it, Mr. But... Peanut is dead! Oh, yeah, he is. What? You mean the brand? It's dead? No, Mr. Peanut. Who is Mr. Peanut? I don't know. <laughs> but it was all over Twitter. Okay. So like, I don't know, like it would have titles like People are horny for pictures of Xbox prototype portals. It would have like this really weird, fun, for me fun, fun... Crack.com, okay. Yeah, you know, because it's for crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> like you and me, sister. Yeah. Remember the timer and I said that... Um, Blood is thicker than water is mm. actually wrong. Yes. I you got that it from like, there. Yeah, all of the fun tidbits that I would always say. Do you know that? You know, all the weird things that... Ha- Where did you learn that? I got it all from You that. know, I always quote that to friends. Right? I'm like, hey, did right? you know? Because it's so interesting. Like, you would always think that oh, people yeah. say blood is thicker than water. But no, it no, no. It was an article um, where these famous sayings don't really mean mm. what you think they mean. Mm. Something like that. Basically, it's like a mix of pop culture and like there's normal, a lot of uh, fun articles about it and also like ew. fun tidbits. And I don't know, I was obsessed with this website back when I was in college. Now, I don't have so much time for it. But it's one of those things wherein you want to share it but at the same time, you don't because like it's your fucking baby yeah. and like ah. it's my thing. You, you don't have, yeah. yeah. But now you're sharing it to our podcast yes, listeners. You guys are pretty special. Because it's dead. <laughs> Ah, it's dead. Yeah, well, it's YouTube channel. It also had a YouTube channel, and my favorite series of theirs would be After Hours. So basically, in After Hours, there's always like these four characters mm. who always talk about pop culture events in a diner after hours. Okay. Ah, okay. Remember the time where in I told you that in our episode, na what was our episode? Our personality episode, mm. we're in. The four, ah, the four, yeah, yeah, what you call yeah. it? The Teenage Mutant um, Turtles yeah, were representative yeah, yeah. of the four. I know what you're trying to the say. Four, like the four, oh, the Oh my yeah. god, I got that all ah. from an episode. Like the episode was titled something like "What Your Favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Says About You," mm. and I actually tried that on other people, as I said in the episode, and it actually worked. So. Um, after a while, their channel became defunct, which was sad because actually a lot of. Um, comedy channels on YouTube became defunct because yeah. of um, the whole Facebook scam. What's that? Like, they showed that um, Facebook was getting more ads if you put native videos in Facebook rather than just putting links. So people started making content only for Facebook. And then it was revealed in a scam that those numbers were all lies. So they were transferring their content for nothing. Oh. instead of because if, you put, because if you go directly to their website, 
the ad revenues are theirs. But if it's with Facebook, it's they have it with Facebook. Uh, so the fact that Facebook lied, it was all uh, a very... Ew, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. You know, there's another movie that I really want to watch. I have to watch The Social Network. I have watched it. It's okay. Lang. Really? It's a lot... It's in a lot of people's favorite movie of the decade <coughs> list. Yeah. Oh, so Yun, why... Oh, there's also like this episode called Why Batman is Secretly Terrible for Gotham because like, yeah, he saves them but like all the destruction mm. he leaves. I mean, that and also is uh, reflective of any superhero. Yeah, and ito, four Disney movie villains who were right all along, like Ursula, like they really like subvert every pop culture thing. But so there's a lot. Like, that's my favorite after ours. And then my other favorite is People Watching. Ito naman, this is an animated series. Also undercracked. Just about life and mm-hmm. stuff and it's so good like it has titles like why dating is hard when you have fucking depression and a confessional for people who aren't religious mm. it, it's it, it's very interesting and thought-provoking and it's one of those things that i wanted to keep to myself not oh, this is my special thing but now i'm sharing with you Aww. and all of you i'm excited to read it yeah. I love the noted bits. Like it's like my bread and butter. So guys, if you're listening, my friends, this is why I know what I know. Because, because of crack. Because of crack, yeah, basically. <laughs> yep. So crack made Steph who she is today. Okay. Yeah. And what anyway, huh? I have two <laughs> let's just breeze past that. Okay. I have two favorites left. Okay. One is have you ever heard of Sebo de Macho? Yes. Oh my god, it's so life changing, man. I just started using it this year. Remember? Remember I mean, huh? is it life-changing? Yeah. It Do you know what it's made oil. of? No, I don't. Oil, mm. right? Mutton's tallow. It's sheep's fat. Oh, fat, yeah. So, remember the story I told you where I we went to um, John Gokung Wei's funeral oh, yeah, and then I and tripped then fell, and yeah. scabbed myself. And then my friend recommended because like, the wound was really deep. I said, it's the type of wound I feel like it's going to be very hard to heal from. Yeah. And then my friend, Hi Giselle, recommended to use Sebo de Macho. And then like ever since then, I was like so amazed by it. Like, look at my knee. It's like barely there anymore. Oh. It's really good. Like I'm like, it's it kind of stinks but like, yeah. I guess I personally don't just don't have the patience for it because uh-huh. I don't even have the patience to put <laughs> lotion on my arms. But yeah. like I have scars because my mom's always like, oh, put seba de macho. And then yeah. I'm like, no, it's so dark, man. I don't like the oily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get what you mean, yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't put lotion on. And really? my mom says I'll regret it when I'm old. But yeah. I'm like, uh, YOLO, okay. man, YOLO. Steph the crackhead, YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. And then my last favorite is something that, I don't know, like, We've talked about it. The MBTI is like my last like, decade fa- favorite. But I've just really gotten like super into it. If there are people who are like very into Zodiacs, I'm very into MBTIs. That's a great thing. Yeah. Because I just feel like it really helps me understand myself more. Why I yeah. think the way I do. Why I react to certain things the way I do. And it also helps you understand other people around correct, you. Like, correct. Like sometimes miscommunication happens. But you realize that because this person is this person. Personality. Mm-hmm. That's why that was where their brain went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I explained it well. You got, but yeah. it does really add more to empathy. Yeah, it as does. Someone we both know needs. Yeah, <clears throat> call out without calling the name out. <laughs> okay, tell me later because I don't know who you're referring to. What? Who is this? Ah, yes, 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 uh, yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Are there people who know that they're this personality? personality type but they're not I think knowing your MBTI is very powerful if you're very self-aware 
Because if like Oh yeah, that's what she lacks. Though. Yeah, because she applies it to herself but then I'm like, girl, that's no, not you. Right? Not, yeah, yeah. Right. Backtrack. We were, we were talking about it a while ago before yeah. I came here and I was like, that's not how you read your MVTI. Yeah, okay. Exactly. But yeah, it's so fun. This yeah. I was I'm I'm watching this I recently watched a lot of episodes about INFJs and I don't know, just learning so much about why my mind works the way it does. Your eyes hurt na ba? Mm-hmm. You know, I've never seen you wear glasses. Or is it worse long this year? Has it become more worse lang ba? Ah, so like your eyes are straining some more. Okay, but yeah, I really love MBTIs. And that about wraps up my favorites. Do you have anything to add to the discussion? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, thanks for sticking as long as you have. Yeah. And here's to the new decade, yes. 2020. 2020. stop it. That's gonna get cut out again. 2020 vision. No. <laughs> uh, may we all achieve our goals this year. Mm-hmm. I am rooting for all of us. Me too. Let's go. Okay. Happy 2020, guys. I hope we gave you some in recommendations that you could like try out or maybe even like and please do comment down on our instagram post i'm gonna have an instagram post about this episode Mm. we would love to know your favorites because i mean you know yeah share what you like to Mm. the world yeah you never know who might not visibly cringe at what you like agree hey can we start something uh, a new segment in our episodes i have friends who like are very like loyal supporters and i feel like they should get a shout out oh wait i know who you're thinking about okay so the person i want to shout out is his called his his name is called migs hi migs hi migs he is my he is my office mate he's my brand counterpart in wherever i work Ooh, i was just gonna say that but i'm like yeah, yeah yeah and he's just a recent listener but i i mean every time i see him he's, he always mentions our episodes and like says that he's an avid listener and and he always tells me to shout him out so here i am i am shouting out but it's it's a way for me to tell you thank you for supporting us thank you for being the one out of four listeners in our episodes and if you want to be shouted out comment comment yeah so we know so we know who's Who's listening in yeah because we just see the numbers man we don't know who the faces are to the numbers yeah so like thanks so much megs for listening in Mm -mm. um enjoy listening to us while you're running around up lol yes um stay safe stay safe everyone okay goodbye